and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2-8. It was just a 2-8. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you Are we kissing every stuff, Chris? Stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes I to know. FIFA, this guy's 68. We're gonna have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shat all over it. So you guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now. Yeah, I understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome everybody to episode number one twenty-eight of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, the day is coming closer and closer. Friday, baby. Oh, I kind of like what people are doing here. Look, everybody usually comes in the chat and says hello. And we appreciate you. What's going on? Uh, Hazel and everybody. But I like that they kind of put in where they're from. I got We got J-Rocks from Vegas. We got uh, Marasovic from L.A. We got uh, Ritz from Virginia. Look, I, I kind of like this. I'm not used to this. I like this. We got Justin Blair from Cincy because nobody likes Cincinnati. Nobody likes Ohio. But we like <laughs> Justin. We like Justin. All right. Um, so... We are less than 48 hours away from our first preseason game. Look at that. We you got, got some an news. annex from, oh, from got Texas. An annex from Texas. You got Stancy got... And, and Broward. You got from New York. Yes, sorry. We got somebody from Sweden. Shout out to what Sweden. The... I don't know how to say your name, but shout out to Sweden. So a little bit of everybody. We got some big time news today. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say big time because I'm actually annoyed by the news. But uh we will get into that and more, but we do have a special guest to help us today, and that is the one, the only, the great Alex Winley joining us from, uh, well, I'll let Alex plug her own stuff because <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. What's going on, Alex? Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for uh, having me back on. Um, I'm Alex Winley from the Heron's Nest, my personal substack. You can still find me on Twitter at AAW underscore 1998, uh, covering Inner Miami. There we go, Alex. Listen, Alex it's the best. It's one of the better follows. One of the better yes. follows, to be honest. So make really sure that is. you are following. Like Joe Shaw said, Alex is the bomb. Uh, and shout out to Michael from Chile. So um, uh, should we just get it straight into it? Because I mean, it's the news of the day. Everybody's saying, Alex included, we got our replacement for Kamal Miller. And um, I mean, I I'll let you uh, tell me what you think, Alex. We got. Um, how do you pronounce his last name? Freid? 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 You know what? I probably should have practiced that before I come on here. Freid? Freid? Yeah. Well, Freyde. it's Nicholas Freid, and uh, he is joining us on loan from Pumas. So uh, tell me, Alex, what did you think of this signing before I tell you how disappointed I am? Um, honestly, it... it came out of nowhere but like honestly that's how like Miami does their business a lot of times except if one if it's like a messy Suarez type you know if it's a, a big time player they're usually linked for months but 
Um, some of their um, more low-key signings, they, they usually happen like within like 12 hours that they're linked. And this is one of them. And I think it shows that I know Tot Tot, he told uh, Michelle Kaufman at the Miami Herald that they were looking for a center back to re replace Kamal Miller. And it turns out um, uh, this gentleman from Argentina, he's on loan from, Puma, from Pumas in, um, in Mexico. I, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name, but, you know, center back. Uh, looking at his underlying st uh, statistics, he he is a better uh, defender than Kamal Miller. I know that means much to anyone. Um, you know, he's better at, at interceptions, blocks, um, you know, the whole nine yards, basically. Um, Kamal was a better passer, but um, this uh, new fellow um, whose last name I have to learn how to pronounce, um, he's a better defender all around compared to Kamal, if, if fans are curious. So um, yeah, it, it it just it's a the signing Miami needed, and they they probably couldn't spend a lot of money, uh, considering uh, what they already already they already invested in the offseason already. So alone probably made the most sense. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the signing? Because I mean, we've been saying once we lost Kamal Miller, it was a desperate because everybody was saying we need a center backs, and I thought, well, we have Kamal Miller, we're okay. And from what Tom Boger told us on Monday. Inter Miami didn't have any intention of giving away Kamal, but they were kind of forced into it because they needed that money. And now we got a replacement. Are you happy with this replacement? I mean, the issue with him is he's older than Kamal Miller. Colombia. Right? Mm -hmm. And and not only that, I mean, this guy. I mean, we already talked about his FIFA card rating. Like, we're already we're already sinking down to the depths. Fray <laughs> Freire Freire. Freire, Freire I guess. is how I would say Freire. Freire. Mm -hmm. Well, and not only that, but like everybody online is just killing this guy. Like nobody likes him. All the fan base that follow him were like, thank God this guy's gone. You know, were I, they? I just that, I have, to... that I haven't. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been able to really make much of this in terms of like positive, you know, he's more well, of a depth piece. I would imagine. No. No, yeah, Alex oh, is thinking that Alex he's gonna get major minutes, and, and and I'm thinking the same because it, it's getting late in the game, and unless they, David Martinez is still an option, um, I, I don't think. Oh, and well, I, I guess right here, Trilos Global. All right, Olympiacos. There's a. I reached out to Trilos right here, and I, I want to shout him out. Trilos Global. He uh, does a podcast for. The Olympiacos, which is where uh, Freyer, wow, I'm, I'm just, it's a horrible episode for pronunciations here. Nicolas, uh, Nicolas. Nicolas, there we go. That's what he played. He has a podcast for that team. So I reached out to him to ask him what he thought. And this were his, his thoughts. And I'm going to sum them up real quick. All right. He had a decent start, right? He was only there for a few months. So basically, he was slow on the ball. Uh, he couldn't, didn't have good footwork. He would constantly just kick the long ball. Whenever he had the opportunity, uh, not much pressure. Uh, as soon as he got pressure, even if it wasn't any pressure on him, he would boot it long. And he made a few mistakes when he was playing in the Europa League. That cost him and lost. he lost his job. Now, those were all negatives, in my opinion. And if you guys have a chance, go ahead and follow Trilos. He has a, a podcast where I'm sure you can hear a little more about Nicolas. I'm going to keep him up on Nicolas from here on. And um, those weren't good, uh, I guess, uh, comments or I was expecting something a little better and then I went back and I went to look at his history and over the last 
seven seasons, he's been loaned out four with this would be five times. I would assume that if somebody is of quality, they wouldn't constantly be getting loaned out. Eventually, somebody would take the option and buy them out. I mean, he did play for Pumas for a solid three years, but then they started loading him out again. So I'm not necessarily convinced with this. I'm not necessarily thinking that it's the best of pickups. Uh, I guess they picked him up because he's Argentinian and he does have some European pedigree because he has played in the Europa League and things like that. So for the experience. But um, I can't say that I'm necessarily thrilled with this. Um, And Alex, you said that you think that this is going to be not a depth signing, but he might actually be a starter with us. Over Christoph? Uh, yeah, well, considering um, the other starter will probably be uh, Thomas Avilas, and he has a, a fellow Argentinian next to him who speaks Spanish, will probably communicate better compared to a Kamal Miller or Sergey Kristoff. Also, I want to point out that um, Kamal Miller was really good on the ball as well, but that didn't stop Miami from giving up multiple goals either. So um, I'd honestly rather have a better defender than... A ball playing center back, but that's just my personal opinion. And um, it's clear that Tata and the team wanted another center back, and uh, they were within uh, cap constraints. So they they probably went with the best option that fit um, their cap constraints and um, availability. So, um, yeah, honestly, it's just a wait-and-see mode. I feel like a lot of these outside factors, like, you know, he's been loaned out multiple times, you know, uh, you know, he kicks it long, you know, whatever. Like when you're playing next to a Busquets, like you just pass it to him. And I don't think he'll really have that issue. Either. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, honestly, it just depends on the fit. Maybe he wasn't a good fit for those teams. And, you know, with Miami now, he'll have ball playing uh, midfielders, you know, Gressel, Busquets, uh, Hakeem and Jordi Alba on, on the, you know, playing as a left back. He'll have uh, better players next to him. Uh, even to uh, Avilas, who's really good on the ball, he'll have better players next to him to be able to kind of cover those weaknesses. And I think one of my biggest worries is that, and not me, because I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I thought he had some great recovery speed. But everybody was talking about how slow Kamal Miller was. And from yeah. everything I've seen, this guy is just as slow. So if that was really an issue, it's still going to be an issue. Was it like a, a two-minute clip on YouTube or like a full-length game, though? I'm going off of Trilos, which is okay. the, the podcast. Yeah. Well, so let I'm me mention of some. Well, let me show you. Let me show you a comment and, that Trilos made. Oh, and, oh, I'm also going off of the, the FIFA card because the FIFA card, the pace is just a disaster. It's just it's terrible. It's slow as molasses. But uh, Trilos is saying that he's he's not saying that he has no hope to do well in another club. But as you're talking about, I personally feel he lacks quality and did not have the quality. Olympiacos needed. I mean, that that could lend some credence to that too. No, I mean, if they didn't see the quality and he's just getting loaned out, I mean, maybe he'll do it, well in the MLS. Some people don't do well in Europe. They come to MLS and do better. So, no, look, I haven't lost complete hope. It just hope. depends. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't lost complete hope. It's just, uh, I, I know. I, I was just, I was, I was hopeful for something more. Clara, right. thanks for uh, fun. All right. Uh, my yes, for sure. I get it. I get the money. All right. So now that we have uh Nicolas, I've been saying 433 for forever, right? That's not that's go to 433. Do you think now that we have this signing of Nicolas that he will be pairing up with Aviles and Christoph in the back line with three in the back, or do you think we're gonna stick with that 433? Um, Tata already said that they're gonna stick with the same thing they were doing all uh, last season, so depending on the, the team they're playing, like they could go with the back three or they could play a four three three so i think they're they'll just 
uh, do the same thing, honestly. Like, I think they'll start out with a 4-3-3 and then shift, depending if they play, like, an FC Cincinnati who play the same system or an LAFC who are, you know, they play on the wings a lot and they, you probably need to defend more uh, ground uh, on the on the flank. So, um, yeah, I think it just depends. But I think they're going to start off in a 4-3-3 um, and then shift depending on the opponent. I, I want to bring something up here real quickly, Danny, because Rohan is mentioning here a good point. These international spots on the MLS teams need to be used wisely. The thing I want to mention, though, is where I, I imagine that the team is going to shell off Stefanelli and Coco Jean. That's going to open up two international slots right there. Well, Stefanelli's yeah. already gone. Oh, well, yeah. supposedly he's just about gone. Supposedly. I don't know if that's official yet. No, 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 there's some links though for uh, Everton yeah. and Chile, um, which you know will probably happen. But um, yeah, the roster spot, international roster spot thing, is a, a huge talking point. But I, I, I think John Mata is he's getting his green card, so that should be okay. And I think I don't think a lot of people know this that Leo Campana he has he actually has a U.S. citizen uh, citizenship, so he doesn't take up an international roster spot. I don't, I don't know. I if did people, not know that. Yeah, I don't know if people were aware. So he's not a, taking up a spot in that regard. But um, the rest of them, yeah, I think they're going to probably have to ship off some guys, like you guys said, uh, Coco Jean or, um, uh, you know, Stefanelli or. Um, oh, Royal's gone. Yeah, Royal. He's just signed with uh, Barcelona and Ecuador, I think. Not the Spain one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I want to I mention something. I want to mention something that Danny and I kind of uh, spitballed back and forth yesterday and, or the day before when we had Tom Bogart on. Uh, one question that we forgot to get to, which I think it's it's perfect to ask you now, is mm -hmm. with Ta with Taylor, we haven't really heard much about Taylor or any flirtings with other teams or anything like that. Have you seen anything specific about Taylor or maybe if he's one to be shipped off or if the team is planning on maintaining him? Because that left, that left midfield is looking kind of... Um, a place where they might want to fill it with someone else that's not Taylor. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything. I know he's uh, valuable around the MLS, you know, looking at um what what he did last summer. Uh, yes. You know, he's a he could be a really good player, but, you know, I don't know if you guys agree. He could be kind of inconsistent sometimes, you know, he'll have these hot streaks and then go cold for, you know, long periods of time. And I think that kind of hurts his value a little. So, um. I think Robert Taylor is comfortable here. You know, they. Um, I think he had an option this this season to continue, and yeah. uh, the club picked up his option. So it's clear that they they value him. But you know, there's so many times that Miami they they extend players or uh, pick up their options, and they end up uh, getting traded to other teams. So uh, uh, yeah, let's let's see how um, that goes. But uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, he stays here. Really, um, you know, he he works well with Messi, and I think he'll yeah. work well with Suarez as well. And plus, he like you guys said, he's like one of uh, two left winger, uh, right. Uh, excuse me, left wingers on the on the team. So, um, I mean, I felt like he disappeared there, once Jordi Alba showed up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's actually well, a good Jordi, point because Jordi, he's you know he took he's attacking over that side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what one point one point I want to make before you keep going on, Danny. Listen, Alex, he's mm -hmm. gonna lose his job to Emerson anyway. Yeah, Emerson. So like, <laughs> He's gonna lose his job to Emerson Rodriguez anyway. I mean, Emerson's gonna take the team over. I mean, yeah, I, I feel bad for Emerson because you know, like he had a promise when he was first brought in. You know, he was speedy, young, but uh, I just didn't really work out. And yeah, that's another going back to the roster spot thing. That's uh, another player that they're probably going to have to get rid of. Um, no. Wasn't he a U twenty two? 
Uh, he, I think so, actually. Yeah, yeah I think he, he is. He too. couldn't even stay. He can't even stay on the roster if he, no, if he wanted to. He would have four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex, somebody, uh, somebody's asking, are you going to El Salvador? Oh, no. Actually, I have a prior commitment, so I can't leave the country um, um, uh, on a short notice like this. But um, um, I'll be at the uh, – what? they have a couple of friendlies at Drive Bank, I think. So I'll, I'll, I should be there. They got one against the Newell boys. Yeah, Newell's, yeah. I think. Newell's. And somebody, uh, GFR, is asking in the comments if you've heard anything about Mota. I mean, the last that I heard about Mota was he was trying to obtain his green card over in Brazil. Yeah. I don't know if anything has changed, uh, you know, since No, then. yeah, still the green card. I know, um, you know, I think Tom Bogart said this in a couple of articles. Or was it, I think, either Matt Doyle from MLSsoccer.com. They mentioned that. Um, some of these guys have good trade value around the league, like a Campana, Mata, Gregory, Stefanelli, McBay. Um, you know, there are there are MLS teams interested, but I think as far as that goes, I think Stefanelli is really the only one who has an outgoing transfer rumor. Uh, the rest of them, Mata, he's getting his green card. Gregory, you know, despite the rumors, I think he looks to be staying, which will be huge for Miami's midfield. I think you know having that defensive midfielder who can clean up next to uh, a more attacking Bristol and obviously Busquets, but. Yeah, for Mata, it's just, you know, he's in Brazil waiting for his um his green card, really. This is such a bad comment here, Danny. I mean, look at Mr. Crab saying, John Mota is the only Brazilian I have ever seen that doesn't know how to play soccer. I wouldn't say he doesn't know how to play that soccer. That is awful. That is a terrible comment, Mr. No, Krabs. Yeah. You are no, off the hinges, my friend. No, I mean, I if I had to pick between him or Gregory, I'd go Gregory. <laughs> but I wouldn't say he, he doesn't know how to play soccer. Um. You brought something up that, mm-hmm. that I've, I've been curious about. You said Gregory helps bolster an a- attacking midfield with Gressel. Mm. This, this is my question. As soon as we got Julian Gressel, as soon as the rumors began, I thought fullback. But as time has gone on, all I keep hearing is that he's going to play the midfield. The midfield. Now, hear me out. And you tell me if, if I'm heading in the right direction. I see him as playing out either right back or right wing. Could it be semantics as people – I like to say five in the back. Some people say three in the back. Could it be that people are pl- are setting up for a three, five, two, let's say, and that's why because he is a right wing back, they consider him a midfield because he's playing in that three, five in the middle, two. Is that why they consider him a midfielder? Because I just don't see him taking a midfield spot from Gregory or Busquets, even a Diego Gomez. Um, yeah, I think um, you are right, but I genuinely think um, he will play as a midfielder in a, a three. Like he he played there when he was with the, with the Vancouver Whitecap. Um, excuse me, when he was with the Vancouver uh, Whitecaps, he played Whitecaps. as a um, he played as a central midfielder under um, their head coach, and he was actually really good. He's basically a, a box, not a box box midfielder in like the Diego Gomez sense, where he's gonna you know defend well and get forward. He's right. basically you know the other creative outlet besides Messi, you know, he's very good on the ball. He's very good in the final third. He's very good at attacking. So I, I think if you play him um, as a strictly defensive, like right back, a la like a DeAndre Yedlin, you're nullifying a lot of his strengths. Um, as a wing back, yes, I can see him playing there, which, you know, when Miami switches to a back three, he will, he will definitely be playing on that, that, um, that right wing, wing spot. I don't know where Yedlin's going to go. Maybe, uh, I know he experimented as like a right, right center back. back. Nah, I, but 
no, 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 <laughs> respectfully. I, I just, I just don't see how this is gonna work. Yeah, but uh, like for Gristol, honestly, it's a four-three-three with him playing next to Busquets and Gregory, and and Mata's uh, rele relegated to the bench. I think Diego Gomez will, and same thing with Kremeski and Ruiz. I think they'll be rotational options depending on the the opposition. Like for example. Uh, I don't know who's going to be a bad team this year. I don't know, like Toronto FC, like you play um, Gressel against the Toronto uh, who will probably play like a low block and, and try to nullify what Messi, Suarez and uh, Farias are, are doing. But like uh, against a team that you're going to need more discipline and through the middle or defensive ability, you, you maybe switch that three, five, two with, uh, with Gressel as that wing back. And then you bring in a Diego Gomez or a Kromeski who could has that more physical uh, physicality and, you know, energy going back and forth uh, from box to box. So I think it's all going to be fluid, really. I, I spoke to uh, Tommy one time and Tyler from uh, Scarves and Spikes. If you guys haven't checked them out, they're Atlanta mm -hmm. United podcast. Uh, actually, today they're celebrating the one-year anniversary, so shout out to them. Um, and I asked him about Julian Gressel and what he, how he was playing out in Atlanta. For those of you that don't know, he won Rookie of the Year back mm -hmm. in 2017, 2018. He made his big money when he was just whipping in crosses to Joseph. And they said that he predominantly played either right back or right wing back. And that's where he was most of the time. And he was the best. He was considered the best crosser in the league at that time. So, like you said, that's where I more or less see him. But when I started thinking right wing back, I thought to myself, maybe everybody is right. Maybe we are going to predominantly play with three center backs. Now, my worry is that the, the pace that Christoph and Nicholas might have, it, it, it might lend us very vulnerable to a counter. But... um. But yeah, I, I definitely see what you are saying uh, on uh, on the whole thing. And I'm sorry, let me just address this. Didn't you call Tommy the worst guest on the podcast? I did. I was joking. We love Tommy mm -hmm. one time. He was episode on the best 90, episode of all time, by the episode way. Nine, episode 98 is still the worst episode that we've ever done, though. So You're never no check that out. I might just erase it from the archives. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, the reason I, I reached out to them Mm -hmm. was because I saw this right here. This is the roster that's going out to El Salvador mm. to play in that friendly. And I saw that Julian Gressel was labeled as a midfielder. And that's when I reached out to them. And I was like, hey, guys, let me know. how, Where did he play in Atlanta? And that's when they explained the whole right wing back, right back. And that possibly it's because it's a 3-5-2 that maybe with the five, they consider him a midfielder. So that's when I started thinking all that stuff. Were there any surprises for you, Alex, when you saw this roster? Um, I was going to say Drake Calendar, but then I realized like he he just came back from national team duty, so they they probably wouldn't have taken him, or he's about to go to national team. I don't know, but uh, honestly, no surprises. I'm um I'm a little shocked to see like um uh like none of the like new signings like Tyler Hall or Izzy Boatwright. Like I would have liked to see I've seen them you know get some minutes, but I understand they're probably still you know, getting used to the facilities and all that, even though they're Academy uh, products and they should know, but, you know, I think it takes time, but um, honestly, no real surprises. I was a little weirded out at how they categorize, like, you know, forwards and midfielders, you know, I, I don't know, like, like technically Taco Farias and, and like Robert Sunderland Taylor. On there. They're, they're forwards. Yeah. Like Robert Taylor, Paco Farias, like they're, they're wide forwards. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. why they play in the midfield, but I, I don't know, maybe it's because it's a friendly and they have to, do it that way but yeah i don't know i'm, I'm intrigued to see how they play and um hopefully they win uh hopefully chris any, any thoughts on the roster i mean I bring up the, i mean you know bring up the roster real quick again danny 
because I'm seeing a very important name that's missing on this list. Oh, God. I mean, I'm seeing a very important name that's completely missing from this list. I mean, where is Emerson? Where is Emerson? I mean, we're missing at least five <laughs> goals just because we don't have Emerson. Oh man, honestly, he, he should go to like Portland with uh, uh Phil Neville, Neville. On him, unironically. Yeah. <laughs> unironically, like they play a 4 2 3 1, so he could play on the wing there. I don't know, it would work yeah. out well for him for sure. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it would. It would, yeah. Chris. Any surprises outside of Emerson when you saw the roster? Uh, I mean, outside of outside of Emerson, no. I mean, I thought that we would have another forward. I, I thought that maybe Borgelin, it would have been a nice opportunity for him to play in a game that really doesn't matter much mm. um because i feel like borgelin wasn't given i don't want to say that he wasn't given a great opportunity but you know I, I, once tata came in you just started seeing him sort of slip and slip and slip away and i feel like he i mean he wasn't impressive to me but if you got the guy you know take advantage and try to see what he can be able to do for you especially uh, in meaningless games like against El Salvador. I mean, we're going to yeah, score like I, 10 I, goals anyway. I will say, like, if I can interject, like, yeah, of in, in, like Miami have like 35, 36 uh, guys on the roster. And some of these guys, like you mentioned, like a Borgeland may go out on loan again. So maybe Tata just doesn't have him in his plans and just felt no need to risk him and on an injury, even if he was going to play or not. I don't know. But this is just my thinking. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to see him, though. <clears throat> I, I think that our show might have jinxed Borgeland. We reached out to him oh. and we asked we asked him to do a specific oh, yes. celebration if he scored a goal, and he said he would do it, and then he never scored again. So I think we might have just been the jinx, Chris, because uh, and I yeah, I feel bad for that kid too. But I mean, he's look at some point he's got to flip the script. I think he has yeah. the capability, especially with a better crosser and Gressel. I feel like he's gonna get the Campana treatment, if not even more, because he's because he's taller. Um, another name that that doesn't show up, which I mean, he hasn't been practicing either, is Harvey Neville. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. He may go he's, off, or he may get traded or, or sold off completely. Yeah. At well, this I point. mean, I, like. At this point, he's yeah. not even showing up to practices. He's not showing yeah. up to like, you know, yeah, company he's luncheons. Gonna, he's not going to be on the thing. <laughs> yeah, um, shipped off first class. Go to go to, uh, go to Portland with his dad. I guess I don't know. Honestly, no, that, that, that would be a so horrible bad. move. That would, that would be, be so horrible. Yeah, I, I don't he know. Cannot do yeah. <laughs> he cannot do that again. He cannot do that again. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, uh, Parknell was a weird case because they're like. Like there's both right that Yedlin, heck, even Gressel could play there. So he's like a four yeah, depth, no, you know, deep and yeah, not. So it's worth it. That's true. Well, well, now that you brought up Yedlin, what do you think about Yedlin? Because again, when Gressel came on, I was like, I don't think uh, Yedlin's going to be on here because of that contract. I don't see him being the backup, getting paid that money. Mm. But if Gressel's going to be in the midfield, then Yedlin's staying. Do you think? Yeah, I would love know, Yedlin I'm... to stay. I love Yedlin. Yeah. He's a super nice guy, does a lot of good in the community. You know, I, I met him once, you know, he's uh, shorter than I thought, even though I'm, I'm like 5'9". So um, super nice guy, though. Um, But yeah, I think Yedlin, he, he'll stay mainly because uh, I think, I, I mean, I know when he initially signed for Inter Miami, he signed until like uh, 2025 with an option for uh, 26. So he's in it for the long haul. And I think he's just one of those glue guys in the locker room. I know these are like things that fans don't want to hear. I know his contract's high, but 
I think with Yedlin, he's, I know he may not be the best defender, but his pace, like at the end of the day, oh, yeah. like as long as he can get back he can't there. Can't teach pace. Yeah, he he's just that raw speed, especially when he's playing on the right side with Messi. And then you have Gressel, who can also is pretty quick himself and can get back. So the two of them playing behind a Messi in a hypothetical, like 4 3 3. That'll do really well for Miami's uh, defense, which they had. Well, just structure as a whole. Uh, at the tail, in the, uh, uh, the tail end of the season, they had a lot of trouble with defending in transition. So I think with the Edlin and Gressel, um, it'll help that for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's going unless something crazy happens and they can trade him for like two million and and Gam or something. But um, I, I think yeah. people <laughs> overdid the Yedlin hate because I thought Yedlin wasn't as yes, bad as people absolutely. were saying. No, I mean, he started the year I will give it. Yeah, the first four or five games, I'll admit, he had a rough start to the season. But then he picked it up, and I thought he did well. Yeah, maybe his his crosses aren't the best, but when when he when he does a low cross, it's it's on the money. I I didn't think that he was as bad as everybody um, was saying. I, I I'm ha- happy if he stays. Yeah. Listen, same. him and Harvey Neville both got massive disrespect. Harvey Neville mm-hmm. was a pretty decent right back. And then on top of that, Yedlin, I feel like he's going to flip the script on everybody. I feel like he's going to flip the script. I feel like he's definitely going to like improve this year because if there's any year that he should be able to improve and like show his worth, this is the year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. am I wrong, Alex? Like, this is the year to capitalize. No, yeah, and I think everyone's going to do that. Even the I'm most excited about the the younger, uh, you know, Kramaski, Ruiz, uh, heck, even Diego Gomez, Haku, um, Thomas Avilas, they're going to all level up and get better because, you know, for the, the three U22 players, Faku, Avilas, and Gomez, you know, they've settled in to South Florida. You know, they, they're probably comfortable a lot more now and uh, will be able to play better on the field. And for the academy players, you know, playing alongside, you know, now Suarez, Messi, Busquets, and Alba, um, over the offseason, I'm sure they've trained. They're just going to get continue to get better. And, and yeah, I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm yeah, I'm just really excited to see them. And, um, Oh, what was your original point? I, I forgot. I, I was thinking about the homegrowns, but um, no, it was um, about it was about Yedlin. Just oh, yeah. I, I think that this year is going to be the year that he is yes. going to show uh, more improvement than what what people anticipate. Yeah, and I think so too. I think um, yeah, I think everyone's just going to level up their game. They clearly have goals. They want to win MLS Cup. They want to win the uh, Concacaf Champions uh, Cup, which I think will be kind of difficult with a lot of these uh, bigger Mexican clubs that spend more money. I think that'll be hard, but. I think MLS Cup is the minimum, honestly, and maybe another trophy. But I know they really want MLS Cup. They want CONCACAF Champions Cup. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they'll all level up, uh, level up their game, especially Yedlin playing on that right side with Messi. And uh, uh, Random Gag said he doesn't want Yedlin playing up so high. I don't think you have to worry about that this year. If yeah, no, this year, no. I yeah, think especially about that this year. if Gressel plays on that right uh, central mm-hmm. midfielder role, like Yedlin doesn't need he's to go up and, and cross anymore because Gressel, mm-hmm. that's his forte. Gressel, he's going to be the guy crossing the, the, the um, he's going to be that the main guy crossing those balls in. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm just intrigued to see how they line up, though. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Lots well, of. I know we're running up against your time. So let's just get into the preseason talk. Mm. Preseason. Starts on Friday. Hmm. How do you see this whole playing out? Because everybody's been complaining about it, too many games. I honestly don't think that the big names are going to be playing more than 15, 20 minutes a game, if that. What do you think about these seven games, this preseason World <clears throat> Tour, as they've been calling it? Yeah, and uh, you'd be right. I think uh, Tata, he, he basically said that at, at his press conference, and, and Busquets mentioned it as well um, during media day, that 
Um, they have to balance the business side with the soccer side. So I do think that uh, the big four will be getting minutes. But I gen like the first two games, Tata said that those were the games that they were not expecting. I think it was El Salvador and, and FC Dallas since they're so quick. Uh, quickly coming up, I, I think they're gonna, there's going to be some heavily, have, have, excuse me, I can't speak tonight, heavily rotated sides uh, yeah. uh, during uh, against El Salvador and then FC Dallas, I think they played after that in Dallas. Monday. Yeah, which is, there's like two yeah. days yeah. between that and it's really crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll rotate. Um, I think that's why they brought in, um, like, uh, I think Kromaski, Lawson Sunderland was there. David Ruiz, they're, they're traveling. I think Fox Aparias and Robert Taylor will get minutes. Uh, Campana will get a lot of the lion's share of those minutes, too. And um, I don't I'm know sorry, if you want to hmm? Steve Munoz just said that it's not the amount of games. It's the 23,000 miles. Oh, yeah. Steve, yes. I, I don't know if you were aware, Steve. They're not walking it. I don't, I don't think they're guys, running it either. On. Are they going on bicycle? I know I get it. I agree, actually. I, yeah, I, I don't agree. get it. Don't, don't ah. Don't, no, don't give know. Steve any points. Get out of here. No, but I, I can understand that. It's just the amount of travel they're doing in a short time. It's not the amount of games. Like every other MLS team I've seen, they're doing, they're playing like six, seven, eight games. So it's not the amount. It's just, you know, going to, you know, El Salvador to FC to Dallas. And I, I, I do see it can be a little bit much, but I think Tata and the organization, they know that, you know, the, the big four will get their minutes. But, you know, as soon as, you know, like, the 60th, 50th minute comes up. I, I see like heavy rotation and all those guys are going to sit down and just injury prevention is the key, basically. 100%. That, that, that is the key. Do you think that if they get injured while they're on this preseason tour, it'll be anything to have to do with those 23,000 miles? Um, Honestly, uh, I no, don't, don't know. do it, Alex. Don't do it, Alex. I don't know. do it. I, I don't think. <laughs> don't do I it. Don't, don't, know. You know what? I take back yeah. the question. I don't want to hear your answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. I'm gonna knock on wood. Can I? Can I? Can I just interject here real quick, Danny? I'm just gonna upload a picture, and this isn't the plane uh, that they are gonna be flying in on. But hold on, hold on. I I, I should have mm -hmm. been more prepared. I don't know whether I don't <laughs> know what I did with this with this image well, here, Danny. Go ahead and go. go ahead. Well, right. I'm sorry. I, right. I totally well, just stepped all it's over It's okay. You. It's all right. So on Friday, we're playing against El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Now, El Salvador isn't necessarily the toughest of competitions. The last time they won was on June 4th, 2022, I believe. Oh, wow. So they haven't won it since 2022. Um, the last 15 games, I think it was eight losses, seven draws. They lost, I think it was like six to zero against Japan, four to one against Peru. So they get knocked around pretty nicely. So this mm. isn't necessarily the toughest of tasks. We, I've, I've spoken to some people from El Salvador. They're expecting that this team is going to get smacked up, that their team is <laughs> going to get smacked up. What do you think uh, Friday is looking like? I, I believe that everybody will see some action, even if it's a few minutes, just because they feel like they have a responsibility to put those players out there for the people that paid to see those players. So I do think, I know I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, those people aren't going to play. I think that they will play. Even if it's five or ten minutes and they just walk the whole time, I think they'll see the pitch. What do you think, Alex? Oh, yeah, I agree. I think, um, like you said, I think El Salvador isn't the strongest team. So, like, if Miami's up by, like, two goals, by three goals, by, like, the 30th, 40th minute, halftime, you know, this it's going to be, like, uh, when you were playing FIFA and you can like substitute like five players at the same time, I think that's mm -hmm. going to be Tata <laughs> Martino just switching players um, at halftime. So 
hopefully that Miami can, uh, you know, Miami can get out there early and start scoring and playing well and showing off for the fans there. But, you know, it's just injury prevention. Like I'm so like paranoid that, you know, like the turf is going to like give and something crazy is going to happen. But yeah, I, I think they'll rotate though. Do you think, do you think the big guys will start or they'll, because I, I see them subbing on. Just for that that excitement that that builds in the stadium when you see oh, them about to, to to check in, that's what Definitely. I just imagine. So yeah, I think so. Think? I think that's they, they could do that too. I don't know. I don't know what Tata he. I don't know what Tata does sometimes. <laughs> he, yeah, he's you know he'll come out with these crazy formations sometimes, but um you know at the end of the day it works. So oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll come on. Maybe they'll start and then get get subbed off in the 60th minute. So um either or really. All right, well, uh, and Danny, that, oh, go ahead, Chris. I, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll bring it up after you're well, done. No, no, I was about to to let Alex go, so go ahead. Okay, well, go all speak. right. Before we let you go, Alex, uh, this is all allegedly. This is just my crack team that did the research. So allegedly, <laughs> all those thousands of miles, uh, Don Capacito, oh, that you think that these guys are crawling, right? Let's just take a look at what a plane looks like that they fly in. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't think they apply in that. I don't think they apply. In I don't that. know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yes. Maybe no. But for those on audio, looks... for those on audio, it... Chris pulled up some type of billionaire airplane that has <laughs> what is that like king size beds in in there? I don't. I don't. I I agree I mean, that they're flying nice, but I don't think they're flying that nice. I mean, look. Uh, for those of you on audio, it literally looks like paradise on a plane. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you guys think that these guys are crawling 23,000 miles, but they're not. They're literally living in luxury. Yeah, they'll uh, travel though. They're leaving yeah, tomorrow they'll, yeah. uh, Tomorrow night, I think. So tomorrow morning, they, I think. They, they're, they're leaving tomorrow, so. And and yes, right. I absolutely found it on Google Images, Mr. Krabs. That's my, <laughs> that's my crack team, okay? You figure <laughs> me out. All right. Uh, last question before uh, Alex, we let you go, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Of course. What are your predictions for this season for Inter Miami? Your prediction: What would you consider a success? What would you consider a failure? So I guess three questions in one. Well, I'll go with failure. Obviously, I think bare minimum is not making the playoffs. That's a huge fla- failure, and like coaches need to be fired and players need to move- be moved on if that's the case. But I definitely don't think that's going to happen. Uh, best case scenario, I think MLS Cup uh, challenging for that. I think challenging for at least at least two trophies. I think MLS Cup is I think, number one. I think one. that's the minimum. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like bare bare minimum is like them failing completely. Like bare minimum as far as realistic bare minimum success. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh, MLS Cup, um, uh, Concraft Champions Cup, um, which I don't know if they'll win, but I think uh, either that MLS Cup or like U.S. Open Cup uh, revenge or or just doing over what happened last year uh, that horrible yeah. u.s open cup final that they probably could have done better in um yeah, and maybe some supporter shield i don't know if you guys think they could challenge for that i, I know Messi's I, gonna I, be gone. yeah because of the heavy rotation because yeah. with all the champions cup and stuff I, I don't i don't think that that's a possibility i hope it is i, I think it would yeah, be really cool that'd be cool but i I'm, I'm just happy with the top four finish uh honestly yeah. when it comes to the to the Home field um, advantage i think yeah so that that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. Chris, do you have anything else for Alex before we let her go? Uh, I mean, should we hit her with the with the with the shopping cart and? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Go <laughs> ahead. So, so well, first, that, that first sounded, I don't that think that sounded aggressive though. Yeah, that did. And but you know what? I, I want to commend you on something, Alex. 
we got Winley dropping windmills on you guys. Okay, <laughs> dropped a big bomb. Utter failure. Make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Now, uh, how are you cutting your sandwiches, Alex? Are you doing it diagonally or vertically? Oh, honestly, that's a good question. When I'm lazy, I cut them. Um, um, excuse me, vertically. I think that's oh, my brain is oh. this way. But when I'm like doing like grilled cheeses or like regular like club sandwiches, I cut them uh, across, like a school child. Um, but um, I'll take I'll take fifty fifty. Yeah, so I do them like most of the time they're crosswise. Nice. Oh. And uh, Steve Munoz is is asking if you like the new kit. Uh, the stack uh, logos. I like I like um wacky kits. So a lot of them, the collections in my closet, like they're like crazy patterns and like center logos and like vintage stuff that I find on um on online. But um, but you, I just you wish like the one stack? thing I don't. Huh? You like that stacked? Oh, actually, I have a question. Yeah, I okay, go ahead. Tell me what you were gonna say, and then I'll have a question. The one thing I don't like about the the jerseys, um, I feel like it's too plain. I, I wish there were some other details other than the the center logo and the 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 plain pink. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, it's a little plain. But you know, I think it'll be you know, if Miami win trophies in it, like people are gonna call it uh, iconic, and it's gonna be super memorable. So it's the memories well, you make with the shirt, you know. This is my question that I haven't heard anybody talk about, and I had been wondering it, and I always forget to bring it up on here. On Friday, what kit do they wear, and do they wear it with the Royal Caribbean logo on it? That's a good question. Oh, actually, I think I can answer this. I think it'll be the either the pink collared one with the Royal Caribbean well, okay. logo or the way um, – uh, what's it called? La Noche uh, kit La Noche, with huh? the Royal Caribbean. So I think it'll be the Royal Caribbean um, – Logo. Oh, actually, so um, some inside baseball. Yeah, some inside baseball. I can and actually tell you guys. I don't know if they announced it yet, or maybe I shouldn't. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, either or, I think uh, you'll you'll find out soon about the official kit sponsor, even though they've not uh, mentioned it. But they're doing something cool next week. They don't want to get it. you in trouble. So yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah. It was. It, get it's you cool. You'll, you'll guys, will, you 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 will see. But um, yeah, All I think right. it'll be either pink or black with the Royal Caribbean logo. I know they haven't officially announced it but you know it's kind of a given or they could just do the no logo thing like they did with uh a swords is uh you know that's what uh, i thought they might thing. yeah yeah i thought that they might play with no logo because yeah. they haven't showed off the official jersey yet but i was wondering what they what it might look like on because on whenever a team comes from europe to play here in the u.s they don't even have names in the back of their jerseys yeah, i know so I, I thought that it might be something along those lines but i was curious about the sponsor all right. Yeah. Uh, we will. Chris, yeah. did I step on your last question? I apologize. Yeah, because Winley almost dropped another windmill on us. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble, honestly. So <laughs> shopping. Another important question here, Alex, is shopping carts. Are you holding the shopping cart like this or majestically as I do it from the front of the shopping cart? As oh, you can my see days. here in the photo. Oh, what? Actually, what? What? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I, we I, shop, baby. That's on the go, baby. Like, wow. Oh my days. Wow. Like if that uh, wasn't okay. the most polite, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, no. I was saying that because I, I sometimes I pull it from the front too, but that's only depending on the situation, like in the aisle. If there's people like crowding, like there's it, zombies like, chasing you. No, well, yeah. If I'm shopping with like parents, like I'll maneuver it around people. But if I'm in an, an open aisle, I usually push from the back or carry one yeah. of those hand hand cart things because yeah, yeah. i i pull from the front also when my kids are 
trying to navigate it. So oh, I want them true. To, like, well, I'm also somebody. like a 25 year old teenage girl too. So, um, uh, <laughs> shopping cart from the front is the only way to shop. Okay. And yes, Mike V, it is the hobo hustle. All right. And All it right. is normal uh, Joker. Alex, <laughs> we want to take the time to say thank you very much for joining us. You are always uh, a great uh, sport with our silliness and always bring <laughs> All the info, we love your opinions and everything that you bring to the show. Almost got in trouble, but you stopped yourself, so we appreciate yeah. it. Even though it probably would probably would have been good for our show, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> so, Alex, tell everybody where they can find you once again, just before you uh, you uh, log off there. Yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter at a um, x excuse me at aaw underscore nineteen ninety eight. You know, I have my my new free Substack on called the Heron's Nest, where I basically. Uh, write about everything that remind me, every news uh, subject, opinion, anything that's silly. Like, honestly, I'm going to write about it because, uh, yeah, I can do that now. It's my Substack. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, you can find me there. And, um, yeah, chill on Twitter or DM or if you, if you just want to chat or whatever, you know, I'm there and usually on chronically on my phone. So, um, yeah. All right. And then Mike V, which is usually the meanest of all the commenters here showing you love. I love Alex. He's one of my favorite. Not like technical douche or Barney. Wow. Okay. I didn't read that last part. So let me just stop. But he likes you, Alex. He yeah, likes thanks. You. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alex, for joining us. And uh, well, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully you enjoy yeah. the game on Friday and uh, have a great season ahead. Hopefully a lot of people go ahead and keep subscribing to your Substack. Mm, thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good night. You too. Awesome. Thank you, mm. Wendy. Listen, I just don't understand the hatred with shopping from the front of the shopping cart. I just don't get it. Well, I think you're a crazy person. Uh, yeah, I forgot to ask her about the replacement refs. I just saw that. All right. Oh. Um, one last thing that I did want to bring up, and I should have asked her also, but there have been a lot of people talking about how many titles Inter-Miami has an opportunity to win this year. So we have, obviously, the Supporter Shield. I don't think they have a chance to. They have the CONCACAF Champions Cup, right? The CCC. They have the U.S. Open Cup. They have Leagues Cup. And they have MLS Cup. That's five, right? Now, I was wondering. I could have sworn at some point I thought it was six. And then I started looking into it. Oof. And I came up on this. I don't know if you guys remember this. Let me see if I can see it. Uh, here it is. The Copa Interamericana. This is a tournament that was supposed to be introduced this year. And it was supposed to be the League's Cup uh, champion, the Copa Libertadores champion, the Comebol Sudamericana champion, and the CONCACAF Champions Cup, the winner from uh, last year. And they were supposed to play to see who the champion of America is. And I haven't heard anything about this tournament. Now, when all those tournaments were finalized, they dropped this and they said that these would be the teams that would be playing. But I haven't heard anything about this since yet. Now, if anybody is unaware, the Copa Interamericana isn't something that they just randomly, um, and somebody just said it's just a rumor at this point. It isn't something that just randomly they, they were talking about just inventing. This used to be a tournament. It was introduced in 1969, and it went through all the way till 1998. It was around for 30 years, but they were only they only played it 18 times 
because teams wouldn't take it very seriously. So they just stopped. Uh, they stopped uh, um, playing sucks. it in 1998. The last champion was DC United. So if they bring this back, which would be absolutely awesome, then you would have an opportunity at six titles. So I just wanted to bring that up because I haven't heard anybody talking about it. I should have asked Alex if she had heard anything about it. But this, <laughs> this is a legit chance at six titles if they bring this back. No, I'm just letting people know because – and uh, Hold I'm, on. Before I'm you not... answer, because Joe Kerr just came in just blasting like the Kool-Aid man. Now history matters to Danny? Please. Well, I added no, the please. It, it doesn't matter to me. Actually, this would be actually technically new because it used to only be oh, two teams. 1969. Yeah, but the reason I wanted to bring it up about 1969 is because I know how much it matters to people like Joe Kerr because – all of a sudden, Lee's Cup is around for one year, and they're like, ah, what a plastic trophy. So I wanted people to know this isn't going to be something that was just made up, that you could just be like, uh, they just put it together for money grab, money grab, money grab. No, it's been around in the past, so they'd just be bringing it back. Um, but, yeah, so I, 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 if anybody has heard anything else about this, I would be interested in hearing more about it. But um, five trophies as of now, maybe six. 1969 to 1993, we have a tournament. 1998. History, whatever. And uh, random, I mean, look, I, I want to win all the tournaments, but I think that they're going to prioritize the CCC and MLS Cup. Oh, I, think I, those I, I, two, I think those two I think, are the ones that need to be prioritized. I think League's Cup also gets prioritized. Oof. Because it's a standalone for a full month. So they could just go all in during that month. Emerson isn't playing. Emerson isn't even going to be on the team. He's not even playing Listen, in the friendly. He's not Danny. even playing in the friendly against El Salvador. Listen, don't disrespect Mitch Rodriguez, all right? He's telling us that he's going to get us, that Emerson's going to get us a U.S. Open Cup final. Then Messi will close it out. Book it, baby. Do get you out, have the Danny. FIFA card for, uh, for Nicolas? I had it. I had it. I sent it to you. I did not save it, honestly. Um, let okay. me. All right. No, hold no on. that's it. Hold no, on. that's me... it. No, we're, no, we're not going to have you hold on just for that. The steam has been I, lost. I have it I here. Mean, I can... Yeah, I have it there, but you can barely see it. He's a forty-three pace, which is, I think, the, the most important thing there. Uh, just, just to close off talking about this new signing. Um, I, I'm not a fan. He's been loaned out way too many times for me to think that he's somebody that people want to uh, take seriously or want them on to stay on their team. If you get loaned out that often, I mean, it's like an Emerson. Nobody wants him. Uh, I don't know about that. Let's not, let's not get that drastic, Danny. I, I think you're talking kind of disrespectful. It's not like Emerson. I already uploaded his FIFA card. I'll just blast it on here. And there he is. That was a FIFA 22 card for those of you on audio. He is a uh, silver rare card, okay? I don't know how many times he kicked it with his left foot or right foot. Or He's a lefty, he is, so that's good. He's a lefty, so that's good. Or whether he is uh, dangerous on the attack or dangerous on the defense. Listen, none of that matters, guys. What matters it is right matter. here. It, it no, none of that matters. This matters right here, guys. For those of you on audio, this, this, this silver card matters. He's a 43 From pace, 29 shot. 
Well, remember, we do it? Trilos, Trilos Global, which literally does a podcast for the team that he was just playing for, said that he's slow, he's not good on the ball, and he just likes to hoof it down the field. Now I get what Alex said. He has Busquets as an outlet, so just give it to Busquets. Okay, that's fine. But it doesn't sound like he... It, it, what I was hoping for was an upgrade from Kamal Miller. I guess that's the best way I could put it. The best way I could put it is that I was hoping for an upgrade on Kamal Miller, and that is not what we got. Now, will he surprise us? Maybe. Maybe we'll, he'll make us eat our words. But um, that that's just... I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about it. And, but I am starting to believe more and more with the whole Julian Gressel being classified as a midfielder and all that other stuff that we probably will see three in the back, which I, I'm finding it hard to believe. I really always – and I was sticking to my guns, 4-3-3. I'm starting to think that maybe we will see five in the back or three, however you want to say it. So, yeah, we'll see. I think, uh, uh, I think that the Emerson slander is completely disrespectful, Mike V. And for those of you that agree with him, get out of here. Kick rocks. Hmm? Not appreciate. All right. Uh, real quick, for anybody that is a Miami Heat fan, we have a battered Heat fan show on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock. If you haven't subscribed, all you have to do is subscribe, get on the last video, and put I want tickets, and uh, we'll enter you uh, into the giveaway. It's two lower bowl seats. Actually, that, that, those are the seats that you'd be sitting in. Uh, so make sure if you haven't subscribed already to Battered Heat fans on YouTube, make sure that you do so because we'll be giving those tickets away tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Uh, Chris, anything else for the people? Listen, if you snort culture like all these other Heat fans, jump on tomorrow. Comment what you got to comment. Like and subscribe. And don't forget to like and subscribe here if you guys haven't done it. There's probably like five likes right now. Just scroll up a little bit, like it, and we're good to go, baby. And Richard Greenberg just said the Raptors just beat the Heat tonight. They didn't just beat them. They mollywhopped them. Awful. They mollywopped them. Yeah, it was, awful. it was pretty bad. It's going to be an interesting conversation tomorrow. All nice. right. Uh, yes, and uh, we dropped preseason's two days away. So we dropped a bunch of new Inter-Miami shirts uh, on thebatterfans.com. This is one of them, the Pistolero shirt from uh, Luis Suarez. And uh, we got a bunch of them. We got a bunch of cool messy shirts and all that stuff. So go ahead and check out batteredfans.com. And um, I think that's it. For those of you wondering, we usually come back on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock. But because there is a game on Friday, instead of coming on tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, we're going to come on on Friday after the game for a post game instead. So no show tomorrow, but Friday post game. Join us live, and um, we'll have a good time then. So uh, if nothing else, we, uh, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you. Listening all the way to the end, please leave us five-star review, Good, uh, leave a comment, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And as always, if you were in the chat, we really appreciate you. You guys are the best part of the show. Uh, thank you for kicking with us for the last hour. And um, that's it for today. Until the next one, have a good one.